top my tree of tracks of the year with Ready for the World. You're with Julian on the brown note. First to the movie reviews, later Moonrise Kingdom and Turn Me On Damn It from Norway. But this is The Amazing Spider-Man, which has been out for a little while now, uh, possibly still in the cinemas. I think it came out a few months ago, so it's probably long gone. Um, one of the biggest money earners of the year, the same... I. I think something very interesting happened in the last decade with regards to sequels and how the uh, how the industry has changed in America. And there's a few different things, and uh, one of them was this reboot thing where they're just basically remaking old films, and it was done to a very successful degree with the Batman franchise. But now we've seen that they don't actually care too much about a gap happening. So we've just had three very, very successful Spider-Man movies starring Tobey Maguire and directed by Sam Ramis. And there's virtually no time has passed and they're now rebooting again. And the other things that seem to happen, and, and almost a villain of the piece here is, uh, is Peter Jackson. I hope it's not true, but... Um, when they released, I can't remember the first film to do it, I think it was Harry Potter, when the uh, studios realised that they're coming to the end of a franchise, is splitting everything into as many movies as possible. So you get the paper-thinned last Twilight novel split into two, even though it would have barely made a half-hour movie of any note. And now you've got Peter Jackson taking um, what versus the 1,100-page Behemoth Lord of the Rings was justifiably three movies taking the almost novella Hobbit into three separate movies, which is just a joke. But they seem to have this idea now, if a movie's successful, why not just continue to make it? And I think that's the way that it's going to go. We're seeing a lot of... We're seeing the Star Wars franchise rebooted again, and that's really George Lucas's villain of the piece, even above Peter Jackson. For somebody to have ruined his own peerless trilogy with those dreadful three movies and then sell out to Disney... The guy must have been worth hundreds of millions of dollars before he made The Phantom Menace. And now he's sold out to Disney, who are going to make another three movies. So they're just going to keep making them. And that's what's happened with Spider-Man. It's got a reboot. It's a first-time director. I don't know if he's a first-time director, but Mark Webb. Uh, James Vanderbilt, who's probably most known... Uh, Sorry, starring Andrew Garfield, not James Vanderbilt. He's a guy that wrote the screenplay. Andrew Garfield's probably best known as playing opposite Mark Zuckerberg's character in The Social Network, where he's very good. And he's pretty good in this as well. Some people have said it's a disgrace that Spider-Man's been turned into a hipster douchebag. <laughs> to a degree, he has. The story doesn't need going over. It's really the, the most archetypal in superhero fiction, which is the, you know, the geeky guy at school develops superpowers, which is basically what every superhero story is about, and they throw in the love interest, which every other story does. And it does cook over similar points with regards to creating a protagonist, as the last reboot with Tobey Maguire did. And um, basically, he uh, his dad disappeared, very Batman-like, so he's got no family, and he's brought up by his uncle and aunt, and uh, who's at Martin Sheen, no less. Uh, quite, quite a, quite a good, well-chosen cast in this. And he comes across this guy called Riss Evans, who's been in many films, uh, usually to comedic effect. Who's a scientist who used to work with his father, and he finds out about this idea of matching, splicing the genes from animals to humans in order to make us stronger. 
of course including the spiders and this is where they meet. You don't remember me, I, uh... You're the intern from the other day. Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. I'm sure you're a very nice young man, but this is a home. I ask you to make an appointment in my office. I'm Richard Parker's son. Peter. I'm afraid I can't help you much, Peter. I don't know why they left or where they were going. Good reflexes. Thank you. Thank you. I read your book. Oh. Yeah. It's, it's something. So you, you really think it's possible cross-species genetics? Yes, of course, but for years your father and I were mocked for our theories, not just in the community at large, but at Oscorp as well. They called us mad scientists. And then your father bred the spiders and everything changed. The results were beyond encouraging. They were spectacular. We were going to change the lives of millions, including my own. Then it was over. He, he was gone. Took his research with him. Now, going over the story in any depth is fairly superfluous, as it's, it's, it's not that interesting a story. It's, um, it's not only does it cling to the original quite well, oh, not the original, sorry, the Tobey Maguire starring one. Um, it's, it doesn't really add anything interesting to that story. Now, what did I think of it? Um, I, I guardedly liked it to a degree, but I think comic books and comic book stories have been some of the best served by Hollywood over the last 15 years. There's been amazing films like the Batman movies, uh, Watchmen, uh, Sin City, and the whole Marvel Comics thing, and you've really got to be special because a lot of those movies were. You saw Iron Man come out, and a lot of them were really special, and, they, and they'd really gone to town as far as imagination wow effects interesting stories like the first iron man story was it was a great story it was, it was much better than i expected when i sat down this one is what i like about it is it's extremely low key it doesn't batter you over the head with anything it's very low key it's it's slow in a way that is almost television uh, and that's not a slight against it it's actually quite nice they let the story and the characters percolate and breathe a massive plus point is um, getting Emma Stone as the uh, Kirsten Dunst character in this one. Emma Stone's fantastic and way better than being a superhero's mole. Um, and she, she has a lot of spark. And the relationship between her and Andrew Garfield is one of the better done things in the movie. Where it really falls down is a whole protagonist thing, which ends up being the doctor that used to work with his dad, also having his own version of Peter Parker's spider bite just isn't that interesting and the effects on the protagonist bad guy i found a little bit cheesy they spent an awful lot of money on this movie i think the budget was around 230 million dollars and they've done about 800 million at the box office so far so they've more than recouped but the summer sometimes the effects when spider-man's going around new york city at night are beautiful really look it looks stunning and then this um, lizard creature comes in. And I can't, sometimes it works, and sometimes I thought the facial expressions look quite cheap. Um, there just isn't enough that is distinct about this film. It's enjoyable to watch because it doesn't sledgehammer you. 
Um, but there's nothing like the spark of those first Spider-Man movies, which I wasn't that sold on anyway. I've never been particularly sold on the whole co- on the whole concept, and I wasn't really sold on those movies. I found them a tad annoying uh, with Tobey Maguire, another guy I'm not really sold on, um, to be a little bit uh, annoyingly angsty and teeny as um i found this new guy andrew garfield to be a little easier to deal with and digest but overall as a movie it's next to something like the avengers that came out this year it really falls down on the imagination score on wow factor special effects and on an interesting story as well it's sort of like a a bit of a throwback movie almost well we'll find out as the whole thing develops but i'm going to give it a six and a half out of ten and i remember i reviewed Avengers and that got such good reviews and I said it wasn't as good as it's been made out to be but I still gave it about eight and a half I think it's it's nowhere near as good as the Avengers um, or any of the Batman movies it doesn't even it's not even in the same bracket as is not even aiming to be so that was the amazing Spider-Man six and a half out of ten and Moonrise Kingdom and turn it on turn me on damn it one of those is one of the best films of the year and this is the next track from Flying Lotus's brand new album 